um, communicate with architects a little better on their level because you now kind of have an understanding of different architectural styles. Hello and welcome to the Ask the Masters podcast. This podcast is dedicated to discussions about the design and construction of water shapes. The hosts of the show are all certified SWD masters who represent the leading builders and designers within the water shaping industry today. So we're talking with Nico Bauman from Creative Environments in Alamo, California. How you doing today, Nico? Uh, good, thanks. I'm uh, really happy to be here in beautiful Southern California. It's a little cold today, but uh, kind of brings me back up to the Bay Area. Good. It's good to see you again. Haven't seen you for a couple of months. So, uh, what Genesis class are you taking down here? I... 20th century architecture, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, we're, t- we're taking uh, 20th century architecture. Um, incredible instructor. Um, pulled him from uh, university, and you can really tell in the way the elegance that he speaks. He's, he's really a, a creative master, and um, it, it, he speaks in a way that... It, he, he's able to articulate and reach people of different backgrounds and mediums. Uh, me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm not an architect. Uh, I believe I have an architectural eye, but I don't have any background or uh, knowledge uh, or experience with the fundamentals to, to base it off of. And I find that this class is able to reach me on a very personal level uh, that does not disengage the other professionals in the room that do have a more structured background. So do you think after this class, from what you've just finished day one, do you think after day two that you're going to be able to now recognize architectural styles and maybe better integrate your water features to match the architectural style of the home? You know, that's why I'm here. Um, that's what uh, anyone could hope to, to get from the class. And um, certainly Genesis has a reputation of bringing in wonderful speakers and, and giving a great uh, experience through their classes. I can definitely say that from today I've learned a lot just being in this room here, being able to recognize different styles, the different influences. Um, you can understand where uh, the architect may have pulled their different influences. Uh, I think, you know, going back to anything, uh, before I was a neuroscience major, I actually studied film. And when they teach you film, they didn't bring us into the digital medium immediately. They would go into the uh, the classics, and you're working on, um, you know, regular film with a Minolta camera. And just going back to anything and understanding the history of where things were sourced from, the origin of ideas, the genesis of ideas, um, I think is able to help you come back with a new creative approach. Um, and going back to your question, am I able to look at certain things and understand where the uh, different ideas might have come from? Yes, absolutely. Uh, especially residential home architecture. Not everything is as elaborate as some of the things we're seeing in there, but um, it definitely takes some of those more dramatic scenarios to be able to go back into um, a more residential uh, understanding. Do you think that after this class, it's also going to help you um, communicate with architects a little better on their level because you now kind of have an understanding of different architectural styles and how they evolved over the centuries? Sure, uh, absolutely. Um, I think, um, you know... One thing about an architect is they definitely kind of have their own vision and a sort of ego of 
being the person that's um, manipulating the backyard or designing it. And it might be refreshing that there's another person that's able to kind of speak eye to eye or at least understand the con- some of their concepts and some of their, um, the origin of their ideas. Do you think that you're going to have kind of a new sense of materials and a new way that you approach uh, integrating colors and materials into projects after taking this course? Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe not so much colors yet. I don't know that uh, we've we've gone into colors just quite yet, but uh, definitely structure and uh, material composition, um, you know, just kind of brainstorming, getting creative. Um, I think that's, you know, what anyone that envisions himself as being creative does when when you're in a class surrounded by that many brilliant professionals and um, you know you're getting inspired by such famous works that uh, your brain is just running and, and you're constantly thinking about different projects you've done or different projects that haven't even been you're conceptualizing them you know in in that moment um, and you're wondering how you can creatively use different materials um, just by that little tiny thing you know, one of the things, obviously, that, that I, I hope that you're getting out of this uh, course is that you can see how the different generations of architects, everybody's building on the previous generation or the previous, um, I don't want to say fad, but the previous genre of what was popular at the time. And you can kind of see how one kind of morphs into the next and morphs into the next and how everything evolves. Do you see yourself going back and maybe deconstructing some of your prior projects and not physically wanting to go in and remodel them, but saying, hey, how can I, how can I, how could I have done that project different and use that as a learning experience moving forward? Absolutely. Uh, I think exactly what you just said was kind of the, the definition and birth of modernism, uh, just that uh, going back to basic concepts and simplicity. Um, I think that's what every artist does. Um, you're constantly, you know, reevaluating. Uh, I do it with the photos that I take, for example. Um, you're you're always learning more, and you're always going to want to look back and change certain things. You're never satisfied with uh, with your work. I mean, you're you might be satisfied at the time, but it's constantly evolving. Things are constantly changing. Um, there's always new information. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, you just described married life. <laughs> That's all you, you're it's constantly on that evolving one. and there's constantly new information <laughs> and you're constantly reevaluating no, I, yeah you um you know that that's that's art it's uh constantly evolving and adapting and um you know i i don't think that architecture is alone in that um you know a, a new generation or a wave is constantly building on what's there and trying to I don't know if they're always trying to be better. They're just trying to be different. They're trying to differentiate themselves. It's um, You can see it in music. You can see it in uh, television and film and um, certainly art in general, not just architecture. So everything's always evolving, and you have a newer, younger generation. Um, you know, even in politics, there's you've got a younger generation with their own ideas. Um, and, you know, architecture... However socialist they might be, yes, I get it. <laughs> Uh, so architecture is one of those things, you know, there's people are always trying to find a way to do things differently. And, um, that's, that's why we're here. We're here. I to think, I think architecture is one of those fields though, where, where the, 
the change is much more subtle and much more gradual. I mean, you have a few architects who are pushing that outer envelope, who are, um, you know, like the Frank Gehrys, who are, you know, pushing the outer fringes. But I think the mainstream architects have a, um, it's a longer life cycle between the changes in style. Uh, I mean, of course, being here in California, we have a lot of the um, Mediterranean Moorish influences and a lot of the McMansions and, you know, these imported palm trees and things that we see them everywhere. Um, and it's, uh, it's unusual when you see that, uh, that, that modern, that 20th century modern home uh, with the glass and concrete, something that's... Uh, so what do you think the next architectural style is going to be? Where do you think it's going well, to go? Well, to touch on what you're saying, I, I think it is slower. Um, but if, if you think about it, um, not only is it historically influenced, it's also susceptible to, and uh, it's a necessity and birth of technology. Um, just what we've been seeing, how technology had influenced these different modernism styles uh, because of what was available, you know, larger panels of glass, uh, the ability to bend glass, larger pieces of er, being able to work with steel, period. Um, you know, as new elements uh, are incorporated into building, as new things become available, things become stronger, better, um, that certainly opens up different possibilities of design and what's possible. Because right now, what's limiting architecture as opposed to film or music or, or any of these other things, and what you're saying, architecture is different, is you're working with physics and gravity and engineering. Um, there is a limitation in what can be built and what can be designed, and I think that's part of what slows it down is, um, and, and what makes it take longer is uh, the, the technological advancement. Do um, you think part of that is the clients are adverse to risk and therefore architecture doesn't evolve as quickly because there are fewer clients with A, the financial resources, and B, um, willing to take a risk to build something that's never been built before and take that risk of it being a failure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, just listening to some of Frank Lloyd Wright's buildings that did fail or leaked or, um, you know, the people that do have that uh, kind of financial um, capital to be able to throw at something like that. I, I mean, there's so many unknowns in building something new it's going to be more expensive than anything that's been built and you don't really know how much money you're going to be into it for and it could cost twice as much as you know what something simple or something that existed uh, might have cost uh, because it is new it's it's brand new and yeah absolutely there's something scary about that you know who has enough money to give somebody the complete autonomous control over um, the design process and kind of close their eyes and say, you know, make me something new. Um, so do you, do you see that as your ultimate goal as a pool designer and builder to getting to that phase where, or getting to that point where you can work with those clients and build something that's never been built before and something that's never been engineered before with that I don't want to say a blank check, but with... Absolutely. Um, You know, I mean, as a a 25-year-old, I've I've been in this industry for a while. Um, You know, that's definitely the reason why I find myself here at Genesis is to to learn from the best of the best. Um, It's really incredibly inspiring to be around these people. And uh, what you're describing is a prestigiousness of achievement to 
if you were to attain that level where you're working with clients that they believed and trusted in your own abilities to such a high pristine level that they could trust you to go build something brand new or you know free of borders or barriers uh, absolutely I would love to get to that point because not only would I be working with those clients and building those you know groundbreaking projects but it would mean that I had reached a level of professionalism that was extremely well received by everyone. Thanks for listening to the Asset Masters podcast. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page each week on Tuesdays for new episodes of the show. I also want to encourage you to stop by the Ask the Masters Facebook page and invite other like-minded individuals to join us there as well. Feel free to jump into the conversations and even post your own questions. We want to create a community which fosters learning and discovery for the betterment of us all. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please be sure to subscribe and feel free to share.